On tonight's episode, we discover the wonderful world of catfish. Yay! We watched Love Hard. <laughs> That's basically what this movie was, man. Uh, welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media and tries to analyze and dissect it, rather be movies, television, music, and if we feel fancy, literature. But today we're going on the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web of Online Dating. Oh yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. Swipe left, swipe right. Swipe for no swiping. Uh, (laughs) Swipe up for more details. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Would you like to scroll down and look at the terms and conditions? Okay. Uh, My name is John, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful wife, who is amazing, of course. I just built you up again. Oh, I'm amazing? You are amazing. Good, good. Um, That's good to hear. April. April, how are you? After nine years, I, I, I think amazing would be like the correct word for me i'm feeling that you're back i'll take you, it you, get off that pedestal there honey get off that pedestal See, you, you, you raise me up like josh groban over here <laughs> and then you, and then Wait, you what? let me down like jim Ooh. carries the grinch oh uh, yeah let's not we'll get into that movie next week but tonight we did Love Hard. Um, basically, it is a story about a young woman who travels to her online crush's hometown for Christmas, but discovers she's been catfish. This movie's basically catfish without Nev. And you don't even know who I'm talking about. I have no idea. What you're He's like the about. host of the show Catfish. Oh. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie Catfish, which is basically what the show is? No. Basically, it's a documentary about Nev meeting his online crush, and it's not who we thought it would be. Do they call it catfishing? Because yes. You didn't even let me finish. No. <laughs> Do they call it catfishing because, like, you know, you think you got a good, nice trout, and then you get a catfish, like reel it in like when you go I fishing. really don't know why they call it oh, I'm gonna look up the definition of catfish like I kinda wanna know a catfish is someone who creates a fake personal profiles on social sites but how did the phrase get termed like coined who coined it I think Nev did no I think he did because he got actually catfish Try Urban Dictionary. That's a thing? Yeah. I don't know. I never went on Urban Dictionary. Catfish. A catfish is someone who pretends... A fake or a stolen online identity created for use for the purpose of beginning a deceptive relationship. That still doesn't tell us how the phrase was coined. If anybody knows, let us know. I'm just interested. I really think it was from that stupid documentary. I know, but I just want to know how it got that name. Like, why a catfish? I eat catfish. It's delicious. There are people Yeah, judging. but a lot of people think that it's like a cheap fish. Like, it's not the best fish, you well, know? it's a scavenger. Anyway, this when did this turn into Bass Pro talk? Maybe that's why, because <laughs> it's a scavenger. Sure. Anyway. That's what, my grandmother used to, that's what my grandmother used to call them, they're scavengers. She used to judge me for eating catfish. I don't know anything about catfish, so mm. we're just going to move along. I really want catfish now. Anyway, yeah, so this movie is called Love Heart. It's directed by a Costa Rican. He's like a 
director, screenwriter, actor, and comedian Hernan Jimenez, and I know that I butchered that. And it stars Nina Dovri, Jimmy O. Yang, and Darren Barrett. And this movie is currently available on Netflix as we speak. It came out this year. No, uh, yeah, it came out this year. Um, basically, uh, this woman, uh, Nina Dovri, plays Natalie. She's like an online writer for this. Would you say it's a blog for a company? I, I think she's like a columnist. I don't know. It's a weird column. It's a, She's a columnist for a magazine, I think. And she writes about bad dates. Yeah, she writes about every disaster day because she does... Online the, dating. Yeah, and it's like every so disaster gets, is disaster. She gets ghosted and she gets... Um, the 10 know, years photo. Yeah, like some guy, you know, that comes in and they... They're photo online was like 20 years younger than what they are one guy was married and you know his wife some walked. guy was married and yeah and she's like love doesn't exist or some bs like that it's the you know tale as old as time <laughs> you know i was looking through this someone that proposed that this movie is when harry met sally meets roxanne what no. yeah like they're so off did like, you no did that's you, not true did you see roxanne yes and that's not true yeah, I don't know. I just know I liked Roxanne, and When Harry Met Sally is one of our favorite movies of all this time. This movie kind of reminds me of Holiday that came out, um, another oh. Netflix original, I think, oh. that came out last year. You need a, you need a shower to get over that movie. I so liked long. Holiday, and I, I liked hated, this movie. I hated every minute of I know movie. it's on the naughty list, and it is like a quote-unquote bad Christmas movie, but it's the bad Christmas movie you love to hate. Um, the Holiday or this movie? Both of them. They're no, both the holiday, equal to me. The holiday, I just, I despise. This one was okay. I know, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, I'm just saying, like, it, it's you don't watch this movie for, like, the killer Christmas vibes or for, like, the awesome acting skills. You watch this movie because it's a comedy. It's funny. It's something to get you in the Christmas spirit. It's something that you, like, hate that you love, but you just watch it anyway. It's just such a, yeah. such a train wreck. You just can't even look away. Not, um, it not, was especially with like that grandma, dude. Like the grandma, was we'll, we, we will get to her, but and the brother, really, we'll get to him too. I really did not like him, but when you said killer Christmas vibes, the first thought, black Christmas, yeah, that was my first thought. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't do that. <laughs> oh man, that I, third one is awful too. Oh, I wish I could have picked that now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The schedule's set, I might do that next year with Elf. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So she does the. I guess it's she tender. does. A, yeah, like she does a surprise. Well, no, she meets him through Tinder because her girlfriend like um, enlarged the search area. They talked for like months, and then he said, "I wish you were here this Christmas." But the first and she's in LA, and he's all the way in like Lake Placid, well, New Lake York. Placid, New York. By the way, the first question that they got when they matched was like. Die Hard, a Christmas movie, and then the comment was like, "No, Love Actually." You and I have had this debate before. Uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I at think all. it's one hundred percent a Christmas. I, movie. I think if it gets here the Christmas spirit, then yeah, sure, it could be a Christmas movie. <laughs> I but... have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! Yeah, like that's your Christmas movie, but <laughs> my Christmas movie is The Grinch. Love Actually. No, I do love Love you know? Actually. I do love anything love, on actually. Hallmark. Okay, yeah, that that's where I draw the line. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they're good. I'm saying that they get me in the Christmas spirit. I mean, Christmas movies really just whatever gets you in the spirit, you know? That, that, that's a fair analysis. Um, I don't know. I just... Die, I mean, Die Hard's just one of those movies where it's like, it's a manly Christmas movie, if that makes sense. Because it's an action movie that is, just takes place during Christmas, and I think it's just what guys use as an excuse to watch Die Hard every year. Yeah. <laughs> um, you right there? For sure. Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. Um, so yeah, so then basically, I wish you, he says, I wish you were here for Christmas, and she flies all the way to Lake Placid, where she meets E-Rock. E-Rock. Which is like the Lyft, the Uber. And the airport attendant guy. And the former convict of this town. And yeah, I've I've never felt more creeped out by a man in my life. Yeah, he literally like passes her a joint on the way out of the cab. That thing did not look like a joint. It looked like a female hygiene product. Ugh. It looked like one, I'm not gonna lie. It just... It, it, it's because it had a filter built into it. Yeah, that doesn't make it better. Anywho, um, yeah, he passes her joint and was like, here, pass the, uh, tell him E-Rock said, what's up? And, and then it, she goes and surprises. And then she meets his family, and it's, um, um, a mom, um, a dad, and then the grandma, and... Later, the brother and his wife show up. yeah. But basically, she finds out she's been talking to a dude that catfished her. And, and he's, like, the opposite. He's, like, he's short. He's, you know, skinny. He's not the rugged, you know, tall dude that she was expecting with the 5 o'clock shadow. He's, yeah. like, kind of baby-faced. And he wears these big old old man glasses. So, and so, so his name is Josh, who's played by Jimmy O. Yang. And basically, Natalie... Storms out of the house, completely upset, as one would be. And she... grabs a baby Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Straight out of the manger. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, when she started wailing that be baby Jesus around, part of me was just like, ah! you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, uh-oh, someone's getting upset with the baby. Um, And then she storms off with it and goes into a bar where she actually sees the dude... That Josh's has been using his photo as his online dating profile. Yeah. He exists. His, hey, name, his name is Tag. Played by Darren Bar Barnett, who, yeah. Well, and she decides she's just going to go for it. She's like, I'm in love with this dude. And she's been thinking of him for, I guess, weeks or months now. Well, you know. Because um, she thinks that she was talking to him the whole time. So she's like, I got this. I'm a hot girl. I'm well, just going to put on a sexy song. And go sing to him. Well, and you know, all she this got stuff. that. She got that motivational talk from her friend back in California. I think her name is Carrie. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um, like honestly, this kind of movie, this movie is like 105 minutes, and there were some points where I'm just like, it could have been a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, supposedly she drinks it as a drink that had kiwi in it, and her, and she's allergic to kiwi, and her face swells like a giant plastic toy. To where she looks like a Chucky doll. And I think someone even said she looked like a Chucky doll. At the vet later on, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, she's doing, like, these the sexy dance, and everyone's so uncomfortable. Yeah, like, the literally the guys around her are like, I don't know whether to, like, throw up or, like, freak so, out. They're, like, shivering whenever she, like, sexily touch, touches I mean, I, them. I, I mean, I, I really... Hate to their say. eyes are like so big they're like freaking out <laughs> i mean i really hate to sound this conceited but i'd probably do the same thing too 
<laughs> I mean, I just think that's very bold. Her doing that dance, you know, Chucky well, face or no. I'm trying to remember the song she was singing. I want to say it's Don't Stop Believing, but I don't know that's not it. No, it's something like I love rock and roll or something like that, but it wasn't that. Yeah, like she has her back fate tor- torn to the crowd, and she does like the intro part, and then when oh, the- it was, I would do anything for love. It meat would. Love. Isn't it that a would. Meat love song. It's not. Or is it bread? What's no, it called? It's one of those. I would do names. anything for love, but I won't do that. And yes, it is a meat love song. Yeah. It's probably his third, fourth best song he's ever made. I mean, he has a lot of albums out, but anyway, that's another subject for another time. Um, so yeah, so Josh finds out where she went and takes her to the doctor, or I'm sorry, it was the vet. Well, because the closest hospital was 30 minutes away, apparently. Yeah. But she wakes up at a vet's office and, you know, she didn't die, so that's good. And basically they make a deal, like, she pretends to be his girlfriend and she'll get him, he'll get her closer to tag. Yeah, and so they end up bonding, but hit a lot of bumps along the way. Yeah, and, you know, she takes, like, he sets her up as, like, his cousin for Tag, and, you know, she lies about her interest to try to be, like, the same into Tag's interest, which is, like, rock climbing. and So essentially she catfishes her own self. Yeah, which... she becomes the catfisher. But instead of with looks, it's with her personality. Yeah, and... That, you know, they, they, they kind of touch on that later on in the movie. But, you know, that rock climbing scene they do. Um, where Josh is, like, trying to help her and everything. Yeah. Like, I actually have to admit, that would, <coughs> that would probably be the best way for me to get over my fear of heights. Well, he knew, he knew her because he had been talking to her for weeks or months online. And he just, she was like really, she was trying to pretend that she was into rock climbing to get tagged. And so he was just like trying to help her calm down so she could learn how to rock climb and stuff and climb this really tall tower yeah, um, indoor rock climbing thing. And so he goes and he puts her favorite song on and puts her ear pods in. It's just like, listen to your song, calm down. And it's just one step at a time. I'm not going to lie though. That rock climbing wall looks so much fun. I would do it. I see you have a fear of heights though. Like I don't think that you would. I think I would. Like I think I kind of want to try it. Well, I'll just close my. They eye. have one over in Rock Hill. Maybe you could try it. I might take you up on that offer. Um. So then Josh's brother comes along, who's Owen. He's played by Harry Shum Jr. Um. I just think this movie. Let's let's back up a second. Yeah. I think that. Like, all the little things that Josh does for her throughout, like, him trying to help her get tagged is so cliche, but at the same time, like, that, they... That's where it meets... It's a very insightful movie. Like... Th- that's where it meets, like, the Roxanne part. Like, that part I did get why It has, like, was... all these little, you know, deep little sayings and, like, thoughts, and they get to know each other, and, I don't know, ultimately, they end up falling in love. So, I mean, it's worth yeah. it. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's a cute. I mean, this is a traditional. Romance, this is a hallmark. This is a hallmark movie disguised as a Netflix movie. At the end of the day, let's be honest about that. Yeah, but it's way funnier than a hallmark movie. Well, yeah, because it takes more risks that hallmark wouldn't. I don't think this is a hallmark girl. I think it's just like a rom com. I mean, it's a rom com, yeah, but it has 
Hallmark is all fantasy. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. I'll agree with you. <laughs> I will 100% agree with you on that because do you wish sometimes you could go up to Connecticut and go to a pumpkin farm and meet some farmer? <laughs> There's a wrong answer and you stalled. <laughs> I Because I almost answered it and then I was like, wait. Um, <laughs> keep in mind. Let me think about keep, that. Keep in mind, I'm sleeping upstairs with you tonight. My first thought was like, pumpkins in December. <laughs> um, I definitely... I was thinking like a fall. I don't know. No, I know. I was like, you know... Do I want to marry, you know, freaking Paul Bunyan over there? No, and I'll tell you why. Because you're a germaphobe. You wouldn't last two weeks on a farm. I think that I could marry the brawny man. I mean, he's all about cleaning up. I am the brawny man. I know. That's why I married you. You know, the beard. So now the truth comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, back to this movie. Owen... He's played by um, Harry Shum Jr. I think I mentioned that. He's like he's like the most successful sibling, and he constantly wants the attention on him. Yeah, I think like everything would have been chill if the brother hadn't showed up because he is such an attention whore, and he's, he's just he, like he is literally Adam Scott. He's always Adam Scott from Step Brothers. Yes, he is yes. literally Adam Scott from Step Brothers. Exactly. They lit right down to the singing and like the wife showing up and all of that. Like yeah. when I saw him, I was just like, we could be watching a way better movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that let's talk about that frosty the snowman hat he was wearing. He was like dancing with it. They were going caroling. Well, he was even telling them to like hit their cues and everything during the during the caroling scene because it was it's Josh's family, his mom, dad, and grandma. And then him and... And his wife. And his wife. And then poor Natalie and Josh are just in the background just holding up the beatbox. Well, they get to do this one song. And it actually was a cute little remix the, of the, Baby It's Cold Outside. The PC version of it. Is- yeah. Well, she... Natalie hates that song and Josh knew it. And so he changed the lyrics so it wasn't so date rapey, you know? Yeah. And I get why that song sounds like that. And I get people don't like it. I'm not a personal 100% fan of that song. I don't mind hearing it. But, you know, it doesn't... Like, I don't have an issue with that song like I have an issue with All I Want for Christmas is You. Obviously. I hate that song so much. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so they do, like, the the version of... um, Baby, it's cold outside, and then Owen tries to steal the stop spotlight again, saying that they're pregnant. And then Josh, taking the advice that Natalie told him to put the spotlight back on them, he proposes to her right in front of everyone. Yeah, and the grandma like jerks off her ring and is like, "Here, take this." So of course she says yes to go along with it. Yeah, and but then she's real pissed off, <laughs> as one would be. And she keeps trying to get tagged. Uh, they go on like that bobsledding date. Yeah, where she smokes that joint or whatever. She literally it is. like has to smoke a joint to get through the date. Like that's not a good sign, honey. I don't know. Bobsledding looked fun to me, but that's me personally. And then you know she's a vegetarian, and he like his family owns like a chain of steakhouses, and he loves like meat and potatoes and hunting. And he's like and, bragging about how he shot the animals and everything. Yeah, and she's like anti hunting and well, anti outdoorsy. Well, before before they do the steakhouse, we learn that Josh is a candle maker. Yeah, and he wants to do like which I thought was like a really cool idea because he like wants to design 
well, man smelling candles. Like I would totally invest in one that of business. them was called like lawnmower, and another one was called Jiffy Lube, and another one was called Grandpa. Like yeah, that Grandpa one when he was it telling us. It almost made me cry. I was like, yeah. that's so sweet. And then yeah, like that the Grandpa one actually made me tear a little. I'm not gonna lie. And you know, if I could have a candle that would smell like my grandfather, I would totally buy one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that's why I use his. That's why I use his brand of aftershave. Um, and then the mom does the engagement announcement in the newspaper, and then they have to go steal all the newspapers. Of I'm course. not gonna lie, that was that was kind of awesome how they did that. Yeah, you know, like everything that they pulled off and whatnot, and like having to make sure. And then it's the just pa- so much drama and drama and, and the, drama. And then the paper boy like gets mad at them and everything. Dude, that paper boy is hilarious. I'm gonna get you, you mofos. That's literally a direct line from this kid. <laughs> that's oh, that's my paper boy voice. Would you like to hear that again? Yeah. Oh boy, another nickel for a shiny piece of paper. <laughs> that's that's getting too close to your Mickey voice. No, this is Mickey. Oh, oh boy. Oh god, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Minnie, come here. Um. But anyway, yeah, so they do, so then they do, like, the big dinner at his steakhouse, and it's really awkward, and she's, she's really not telling, you know. I mean, even with that kiss on the drive home, like, he drops her off at the house, and they kiss, and she's just not feeling it at all. But she won't admit to herself that she's in love with Josh, and it all kind of blows up in her face. Well, you know, even... Even before the date, like, Josh and her have, like, <laughs> a huge fight telling her not to compromise her beliefs for some dude. And then she get mad at him because... And she's she, like, you really? Catfished you catfished me. me? Like, you don't have a leg to stand on. And we're like... Meh. It's like, you're still kind of a bad person. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even realize that she's catfishing somebody else. These are bad people being bad people. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, and then after that, it's really the, um, they like go to like a nursing home because the grandma, by the way, this grandma, can we talk about her for a minute? I feel like we haven't talked about her for a minute. Let's not give away all of the quotable moments. There's only two quotes. One, the Gray Play website. Oh man. Oh, I guess it's like a senior citizen thing. Yeah, so she takes them to talk to the senior citizens at the nursing home, um, Josh and Natalie, yeah. to talk to them about like how to set up an online dating profile. And she's because... like, these guys, they are getting married now, and they met online. Yeah. And it was like the most awkward. They were like, any advice? And they were just basically like, just be yourself and like, don't lie. Well, technically, because technically, the lie turns into something else. And that yeah, that's what's worse. And that, that's what Josh pretty much said. And. You know, it's like now it's just like, oh, it's I'm now lying. Oh, I'm now a terrible person. Like it's one of those moments, you know. And I then, think the climax is where the grandmother takes them from the nursing home and they walk around the corner of the town and they surprise. Yeah, that's them. actually what we were about. To, uh, what I was about to get into was the at uh, Josh's steakhouse. steakhouse. Yeah, Which, not Josh's steakhouse. Tag steakhouse. Can we talk about that steakhouse? It was rugged. I, would, I feel I like that would be the I feel like that would be the best place to get a glass of whiskey and steak and just have a gr- and I feel like they would give you a stogie just for, for the middle of the night. 
It was a classy steakhouse. It was, I think it was the only restaurant in town. <laughs> Probably. Hey, honey, I want to go out tonight. Oh, where do you want to go? How about Chinese? You know that's an hour away. How about Italian? That's two hours away. <laughs> I guess we're going to go to the steakhouse. Okay, fine with me. It's just right up the road. So let's talk about this climatic steakhouse scene. Basically, Josh's family throws a party, tags there, Natalie's boss is there. It's their engagement party. Yeah, oh yeah, it's their engagement party. And they're like trying to keep up with the lies and everything. And, oh, and Tag literally comes up to Natalie and is like, Man, I haven't met Josh's fiance yet, but and, I hear and then she's they, a looker, blah, blah, blah. And then they all go back and forth on everything. And then basically the boss tells Owen who Natalie is. And I forgot who, how Tag finds out about Nat. Natalie. Well, Natalie goes and interrupts the dad's toast and she does the toast. And then she admits to everything. Yeah. And then Tag. It all just comes tumbling out. And then that's where Tag's like, he. he she catfished him and in real life. And yeah, blah. She, yeah, he was like, you know, you did the same thing to me. And then he leaves, and it's like the ultimate insult, I guess, saying Die Hard's not a Christmas movie? He's like, oh yeah, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, by the way. How is that like... Well, because she was so passionate about it. That's her favorite Christmas movie at all. I mean, it's a, it's a good Christmas movie, but I'm not going to get upset about it. I think he was just... Saying something hurtful, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like this movie was produced by uh, Wonderland Sound and Vision, which is a company owned by McGee, and he's done like a bunch of other crazy stuff. I feel like that was a McGee line. That's all. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So basically, <laughs> um, they break up. Nally gets a hotel room, and the boss is like trying to be her, her he calls up trying to be your girlfriend like his girlfriend like a friend or whatever and all this stuff and then she tries to find out a way how to write about what happened yeah because i think the reason she had to stay there in the town was because all the flights were grounded um like well they were canceled because it's like by the way i wanted to mention this this is a christmas movie right like this is a like there's Christmas, right? Yeah, the whole thing's Christmas. But it doesn't feel like there's Christmas at all. What? I feel like the whole movie was Christmas. There's Christmas elements, but the movie wasn't like Christmas spirit involved. Does that I, make sense? I disagree because I, I feel like they even had like family felt Christmas moments together. I mean, she helps I, the dad light the fire and they have that, you know, cute talk together. Um, there are they're talking about Christmas movies. They even have the love actually scene at the end. Well, we will get there. I don't know. I just feel like I guess it's because next week we're doing the Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch. Yeah, that movie's fuck freaking Christmas Overload. Well, that's different though because that's like a, based off a cartoon, like a Christmas movie cartoon. It's not about real people. Okay, you can't that, even compare. That's fair. I don't know. I feel. I guess I just wanted to. It just felt more about, like, their relationship, like, the Harry Met Sally part. And that's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I guess I just want, like, a little bit more Christmas spirit because even Netflix advertised this through the trailer that it's a Christmas movie. 
Yeah. And it just didn't feel that way to me. I mean, I get that, but it's taken over like the span of like a, the week of Christmas type deal. Yeah, but that's like the only thing going for it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she writes about everything and um, Josh goes back and Natalie puts out like Josh's candles on the table and lits them all up and with her note that says, you know, something encouraging. She has a ring. And basically, his dad smells his candle, and jo- that's where Josh is like, I don't want to work at the sporting goods store anymore. By the way, his family owns a sporting goods store. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. And the dad's like, oh, thank God. And he's like, what? He goes, son, I love you, but you cannot sell sporting goods to save your life. It's like. Yeah. So he like actually braves up and like tells his dad he wants what? to be Why a Why didn't he maker? just fire him then? And the cutest thing ever is whenever he actually makes his... Can we talk about his profile pics before and after? Oh, you're talking about on the on the Tinder or whatever? Yeah, like on the dating site. He was like trying to be on his before profile pics whenever they reviewed that earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like him holding a knife and him holding a wrench <laughs> with his shirt off in the bathroom. Oh, like, yeah. And it was just like really silly. Um, and he was like, I was trying to be, you know, manly or mix it, Mr. Fix it or whatever. And she was like, Josh, you look like a serial killer. He did look like a freaking so serial killer. She, one of the things she tells him before she leaves is like, you know, be yourself. And like, promise me you'll put, you know, your profile out there of like you being you because you have a lot to offer. And so he does. And it was the cutest profile ever. Like, I feel like I would have went out on a date with that guy for sure. Oh, really? I mean, if I was single like, <laughs> on a dating website, like, he was just, like, really genuine. He even hey. listed himself as, like, a candle maker, and, like, it was just cool. I, I could see him. You want to help me make my next candle? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he was not like that at all. I know, I know. I'm He's sorry. He's just, like, a down-to-earth guy or whatever. No, he, he seemed pretty cool. Like, I don't have a problem with him at it all. It was sweet. Whenever I saw that, I was like, oh... And then she goes and does the love actually moment to get him back. And she yeah. makes these little cardboard signs. And that he was... said, say it's the Mormons. Remember, it's oh, yeah, because there's like, this, there's like this inside joke where apparently they've gone door-to-door Mormon converter missionaries, whatever. Yeah. And the dad's like, we're not converting. Every time that someone says it's the Mormons or he thinks the Mormons yeah. are at the door. So during I, that moment, instead of saying, you know, say it's carolers, um, mm-hmm. when the dad asks, like, who's at the door, and Josh answers, he, he she's like, say that it's the Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> it was just cute. It was cute. But um, she basically admits to him, like, can I have a second chance? Like, I and, really messed and, up. And he gives her a second chance. And the grandma's like, kiss him, stupid. Yeah, like, she, they should have kissed a long time ago. There, that chemistry, like on that kiss, it was kind of painful to watch because it was it, it, they just looked really uncomfortable kissing each other at one yeah, point. Yeah, but sometimes it's like that. Like sometimes you have, well, you, you know, it's you have a friendship first, and then it's an actual like an, well, an awkward transition into relationship. But the intimacy like grows stronger, and you actually have like more love and intimacy later on okay it happens but i get that but you also have to think about the chemistry between the actor and actress it's like what um well yeah they're like the same height and they're both like five three so i mean well you know i was gonna say it's like that joke that we heard at the we hate movie show arnold can't have chemistry with anything but a gun yeah like 
I couldn't really tell if they had good chemistry at one point. Like, and that scene just kind of made me feel like they didn't have any chemistry at all. Yeah, that's me. But it doesn't have to be so sexy per se. Like that type of chemistry. I mean, like I they mean, could be well, in love and not be like you know. Well, no, it's like whoever. Well, you know, another brilliant example since it's mentioned this. Like when Harry met Sally. Um, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan had wonderful chemistry. Almost as wonderful as Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. But that's because they fought and they sparred together and stuff. But that's the point. Even though they did that, you can compare that same relationship timeline to these guys as well. Yeah. But they did it better than they did. And it's... And I get, you know... But he was, like, a totally different person than the character billy crystal's character on yeah, when harry met Sally. yeah 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 he like, is I more was... shy and quiet and introverted and nerdy like you can't put that kind of pressure on him for not having that charisma about him i'm not saying i mean he's 30 years old and he lives at well home that's the thing parents. i'm not trying i'm not trying to say be like billy crystal i'm not saying no, that i'm at just all. saying it's hard for people like that to have chemistry right off the bat because that's their personality and that's fine but you know sometimes it works in movies sometimes it doesn't that's all where i'm going with this that's all I got you, but I think that's kind of the point, though, Yeah, is that sometimes, you know, um, like Don Juan doesn't get the girl. Sometimes it's the best friend. Don Juan. I couldn't think of the other word I was looking for. Macho man. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to get the girl. Sometimes the popular prom king is the one that does not get the girl. It's the, you know, the, the nerdy guy who's can, her best friend. Can I just say... A really funny Macho Man Randy Savage thing, real quick. Oh gosh! If you have to. Well, you know the new Spider-Man movie is coming out this month. Yeah. And they're going to incorporate Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movies, their Spider-Man movies, in with this one, supposedly. Okay. Because you have Doc Ock from Tobey Maguire in this movie. Um. So you, <laughs> you've seen um, you've seen the first Tobey Maguire one, right? I've seen all the Spider-Man. So, you know, like, in the wrestling match and Macho Man's in there? Yeah. So, there's this great internet meme of him doing his two lines, and then they Photoshop him with a steel chair fighting the bad guys in the new movie. And I I kind of want that to happen really bad. And that's awful to say, but I think that would be wonderful. R.I.P. Macho Man. Uh, but yeah, that's really the movie in a nutshell. Macho Man was my favorite wrestler, besides the big show. You mean Paul White now, since he's AEW? Yes, but back then it was the big show. I mean, Macho Man's always gonna be Macho Man. I'm the cream of the crop, and I just keep rising. Ooh, yeah! Snap into a Slim Jim. I'm sorry. Get out. (laughs) Hey, you know what my favorite movie is? Get out. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, would you recommend this movie? I would definitely recommend this movie just for, like, a a fun Christmas movie, something to watch. It was cute. And it did have, like, two or three insightful little moments in it. Like, I thought it was cute. Uh, acting skills and yeah, you know yeah. top of the Christmas whatever wish list like no. no of course not but if you're looking for something fresh you've never seen before and not a classic you like rom-coms and you know you want you love an underdog story watch it give it a go yeah I mean basically th- this is gonna be a small recommend I mean it's nothing amazing it's nothing great but it's it's watchable 
Um, and there's no numbers on this because it's not. It didn't go to theaters. Yeah, this is all Netflix. Did movie. Rotten Tomatoes review it? Yes, it did. All right, let's do the Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't have a review writing. I just have the score. Okay, yeah. Now what's the score? Well, what's your score? What would you give it? Rotten Tomatoes or me? You. Um, I would give this movie seventy-one. <laughs> okay. Rotten Tomatoes, I could see them giving it like a 35. 30. 52. No way! Yeah, they gave it a 52. I'm shocked. With an average rating of <laughs> 5.9 out of 10. And Metacritic gave it a 42 out of 100 based on eight critics, include in- indicating mixed or average reviews. I mean, basically, that's what. See, they this- gave it a 42. I gave it a 41. I don't want to tell you what I give it. Do you really want to know what I get it? Or did I say 71? I think I meant to say 41. Oh, God. I'm sorry. This I just found a poster for a Netflix Dolly Parton Christmas movie called Christmas on the Square. Oh, gosh. I And Dolly Parton plays Angel. Dolly Parton has been doing a ton of Christmas movies lately and Christmas shorts and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know what's up, Dolly. She's bored. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she I just, gotta get. I gotta get. Make sure my hair stays good. I think she just loves Christmas. Well, yeah, I guess. But anyway, that has been Love Hard, the first this. movie on the naughty list. Um, we hope you guys are not out there catfishing someone for the holiday season. Are you catfishing anyone right now? Currently, maybe only two. See, I'm up. I'm up to six. Six? How can you <laughs> handle all that drama? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that has been our show. If you want to reach out to us, uh, please uh, send us an email at flixologypodcast.com. Uh, flixology without the hyphen at gmail.com. Um, as always, we have our Instagram. Um, and next week, we are doing one of your favorite. Is it your all time favorite or all time favorite Christmas movie? All-time favorite Christmas movie is The Grinch. So it's not Jim Carrey's so The not, Grinch. So it's not your all-time favorite. No, my all-time favorite movie of all times. I, I think it's Silence. Yeah, probably Silence of the Lambs. But yeah, um, but, yeah. But you do. Your family loves this movie. Oh yeah. It is insane how much your family loves this movie. Yeah, some people in your family love this movie, though, too. Not as the, not to the extent... Not to the extent that we take it. I'll no. agree with that. But, oh yeah, my you have God. some rich lovers. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't like this movie. But I will get into that next week on the show. Again, this has been the Flixology Podcast. I am your host, John. I'm April. Take it easy. 